Welcome everyone to the new radio show here called Business Influencers here on Tell Radio. We are so glad that you were here. We have our first show to kick off Business Influencers and we are here today with Ellen Sledge. She is the founder and CEO of Penny Lick Ice Cream. And today we are going to be talking about life of an entrepreneur during turbulent times. Now, as an entrepreneur, you could probably relate during this time that we've all gone through. There are many businesses that had to deal with a lot of adversity, which meant that, that you had to incorporate a lot of resilience into your business. Not to mention, probably things were going on in your personal life as well, because life in business happened as one. So for those out there that can relate to that, this is going to be a show for you. So we encourage you to listen to this show from start to finish. You can always go back later and listen to this show again. But this is definitely going to be something that you're going to be hearing from someone that's going to share from the heart. She's a very successful entrepreneur, somebody I personally know, and uh, we're going to introduce her right now. So I'll give you a little background. Uh, you know, I'm, Ellen is a CEO, co-founder, or it's going to be founder of uh, Penny Lick Ice Cream, and she is a an extraordinary person, a mom of uh, three kids. And uh, I can't mention it any more than what she does and how she's able to handle running a business and running a family at the same time. And she's just extraordinary in so many different ways. And you'll, you can learn more about her when you uh, look at the show details. It'll give you more information about who she is. And we highly encourage you to check her out and connect with her and Penny Lick Ice Cream on social media. And without further ado, we welcome Ellen Sledge to the show. Ellen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. That's a very, very warm introduction. I hope <laughs> I live up to your hype. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you are, you know, just you've done so many amazing things. And, you know, you know, over, since COVID hit, I mean, your business, I remember right before COVID, you were doing, I mean, you were, you're in the ice cream business. You, you make ice cream, you have a retail establishment, you also wholesale ice cream to other, you know, ice cream shops and, you know, uh, retail stores and as well as restaurants and so on. And then all of a sudden this COVID hit, you know, restaurants are operating at 20% capacity. Events now come to a close. They're not happening. And these were all really core channels of your business. Yet you were able to persevere and go through it. Let's talk a little bit about that, you know, to the business owner that is listening that also had maybe similar struggles. Talk about it as an entrepreneur, both from a professional and personal perspective. Uh, I can start by saying that, that there are are days I can't believe I'm still moving forward. <laughs> um, and there are days I can't believe this pandemic is still going on. Um, and we we recently had uh, Ida and so, uh, a yeah. terrible flooding. Our counter is a, county is a disaster area. Um, there are moments where I'm like, what what on earth? I I, I learned right before the pandemic a really valuable lesson as a business owner. And, and it, it frankly, truly helped me also as a parent and as a wife. And I learned, uh, I learned it right before the pandemic. And it's the idea of um, taking stock of what you have. The, the first thing um, for me, and I also have a project management background that, that helped me make informed decisions in crisis is, is to know what I'm working with. So uh, 
I'm an alum of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. The, the language they use for something like this, they call it a resource map. It is a not just what you have. So I can look at my business and say, I have X amount of freezers. I have X amount of square footage. I have X amount of tables. I have X amount of computers. I can look at my home and my family. I can say, we have cars. We have children. We have this. We have this. It's not just a sense of like physically what you have but also who surrounds you. Who are your friends who are in your social circle? Who are your business acquaintances? And how you can draw on their knowledge. Um, and so that term, the resource map, uh, has always stuck with me. Um, I, as, as you've mentioned, uh, and as I've mentioned, I am a small business owner. I have to make a ton of decisions a day before a pandemic crisis hits, before there's floods in my ice cream shop. Um, the concept of restaurateurs and small business owners pivoting during COVID is ridiculous because we were doing that well before COVID. Yeah. We know how to do that. We are really good at riding roller coasters. Um, but you can, in a crisis moment, uh, find yourself in, in something I've certainly experienced before that I call decision paralysis. I'm sure a lot of people call it the same, where you just don't know what on earth to do. You, you're faced with a challenge, you're faced with an obstacle, and then your anxiety gets the better of you and you freeze. And I know business owners who did that in 2020 and their businesses are gone. Um, I don't know when I'm making any particular decision, whether it's necessarily right or wrong. I'm going with the best information I have in front of me, but you have to move very quickly, especially in, in crisis, especially in something like a global pandemic. And you're better informed if you know what you're working with, what your resources are, who and what you can lean on if everything goes wrong. That has also been hugely helpful in my personal life. I have three children. Uh, I have a wonderful husband. Um, they have gone through uh, crises of their own, particularly my oldest daughter. Um, she is off at college now. We are so proud of her. But there was a moment we were afraid she was just not going to get to college. Not academically, um, but the, I, I'm sure it would be no surprise to tell you that about 50% of high school seniors in the last year suffered from some form of mental illness triggered certainly in part by quarantine and global pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, faced with a new challenge, what's happening to our daughter? Are we losing her? Where is she going here? Um, you lean on the resources you have. And uh, that, that constancy of knowing that in front of me, there is a road that keeps moving and there's some fog and I don't know if that's the right road to go down. But I know behind me and all around me, I have a support network and resources, information I can lean on, assets I can lean on if need be. Um, that makes the decisions and taking that next step forward into that murky view ahead, it makes it much easier. And I think that's probably... People ask me all the time, how do you do it? And, you know, I mostly, you know, I mostly quit back. Oh, not well, <laughs> I'm, I'm winging it. But <laughs> the reality is that, that there is a confidence in, in um, taking really good stock of who you are and what you have in every way that that word is defined. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I mean, you, you know, the, the part about, you know, when you talk about resiliency and you've been through this several times, it's really, and, and again, you talked about, you know, that 
as a as a an entrepreneur, a, a CEO, a founder, you have to be proactive. You, you you didn't know COVID, but you have to say that hey, things like COVID are going to happen. There's going to be perhaps a natural, uh, you know, not to say a disaster, but you know, like an event that could flood your facility. You have to be proactive. Know when these things come, how do you adapt and, and be able to handle that situation? So when we talk about resiliency, talk about a little bit how you have learned to really focus on what you can control and what you know in that in that moment and letting go of what you can. Because that's that's the hard part, letting go of what you can't control, what's happening in this, you know, what you went through, how I'm you're finding that harmony. <laughs> still not there yet. Uh, uh, only... Only trying to control what is actually in your power is, is like a daily thing. I have to remind myself in the mirror in the morning when I'm brushing my hair. Like I literally say to myself, uh, "There's only so much you can do in a day." I go. live by I live by uh, written checklists. I have paper with me and a notebook with me and a calendar with me everywhere I go, and, and I will frequently write that. Like, no, Ellen, you can't do this. You can't control this. Ignore it. Um, a, a very long time ago, before you knew me, Chris, um, yeah. I was, I mean, I have a project management background and maybe a little, a little uh, obsessive tendencies when it came to organization. Um, when I had one child and she was a baby and she couldn't reach things yet because she couldn't get far. She was a baby. She didn't have those motor skills. Everything in my home was exceptionally organized and labeled two different ways. It was, some of my friends thought it was so cool. People like my sister were like, oh my God, Ellen, (laughs) go seek some counseling. Stop with what you're doing. It took me a decade to realize when, when three children, you know, two more children later that I could not practically live like that and save my sanity. What's in my control is a, is a constant inner monologue, yeah. really. Um, you know, when you talk about like planning for risks and planning for things that could happen, every business should, I mean, not all small businesses do, because you think of small businesses like super small entrepreneurs. We're doing six different jobs. Nobody has the time for this. But every small business should do a certain amount of risk stuff. Every small business should know like really who their local competitors are, what they do differently. Every small business, you know, every ice cream business should have a plan. What happens if my freezers fail? What happens if this fails? I, I will say that global pandemic was not something I had created a risk mitigation plan for. <laughs> um, and and now health concerns like that are the new risk mitigation plans, right? What can I do next? What can I do differently? What can I do in 2022? But, um, but I do have to constantly remind myself that there's only so much I can do in a day. There are only so many hours in a day. And my to-do list that I bring with me, I, it's called the impossible to-do list because every time I cross one thing off, I, I add four um, it's a never ending to do list, but it, you know, I have mastered the art of good enough and good enough took years. I, actually, it was a, a psychiatrist who told me that I needed to master the art of it. Tell yourself, all right, okay, you did not get all these things done today, but look what you did. Good enough. 
is, is, some, is, is the world going to set on fire if the rest of this is not done by 6 a.m. tomorrow? No? Well, good enough. Get to it. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're kind of all in that boat right now, yeah. aren't we? I, even though uh, we spent so much of it spent the last year, mostly so many people said that working from home never worked hard, harder, never worked more hours. My husband's a portfolio manager. He works now like seven days a week from our house. I'm like, this was never your job before to work this many hours. Um, but uh, you, at some point you have to say, I have done the best I can. And tomorrow is another day. Absolutely. Um, but I will say, am I, am I great at that? No. That's, that's well, it's, a wor- it's, a work in, it's a work in progress. So I just want to let everyone know that's listening here. This is the Business Influencers Radio Show. We're here uh, opera coming from Tell Radio. And again, if you would uh, like to find out more about our radio show, uh, Business Influencers, reach out to us direct at chris at christophersalem.com. And if you have any questions for Ellen or for me, feel free to reach out and I'll make sure that we get those answered for you. So Ellen, if you could let the listeners know, like, when they're faced with a turbulent, you know, times or an adverse situation or adversity in general, what would you recommend? You, and you talked about, you know, it's progress in motion. You know, you're learning as you go. What would you recommend to someone that is going through that as an entrepreneur of where you are right now? I think that the first most important thing to hold on to is that you are not alone in it. You are never alone in it. Uh, that the life of the entrepreneur, the life of the small business owner can feel extraordinarily lonely. You could feel like daily you are up against challenges that your friends are not. Why wasn't I a teacher? Wait, why didn't I, why didn't I become a real, why are they all like not facing as much adversity as me? But the truth is that you're not alone. Um, small business owners are a huge economic engine in the United States. And we are all in that same crappy boat with you. And so um, the power of networking, which I was kind of dismissive of until the last few years, honestly, of, of staying in touch with uh, like-minded people. This does not have to be a schmooze fest and business cards over cocktails, but uh, a quick text message. Hey, how are you doing? Just eliminating the feeling or like buffering the feeling of, of incredible loneliness in a crisis as a small business owner will help you make better decisions just by doing that. I, I have friends uh, who have all different kinds of businesses um, and we talk regularly. We are each other's like support network. It's a, it's a WhatsApp group. It's a text message. It's a cup of coffee down the street. But before you go to make all of your decisions, before you feel completely lost and overwhelmed and you want to give up the towel, um, reach out to your network. You are absolutely 100% not alone. Whatever adversity you are facing, please know somebody somewhere is facing similar adversity. And that, just that knowledge will help you move towards your next step. And then the next step is honestly, and I think about it still in terms of like a project manager, what do I have? What am I working with? What's the information in front of me? I may make the wrong choice. Don't beat yourself up about it. There's only so much you can do. Do something good enough. But it is, there. there is, I have a lot of project management experience. And I always assumed when I was working for other people 
that there was just kind of no emotion to it, that it was, it was pragmatic and practicalities and organization yeah. and, and decision-making chains and it, everything is emotion. Everything is emotion. <laughs> like, and, and don't, don't think you're weak for having those emotions. Uh, d- don't push that away. Honestly, lean into it a little and then lean on anyone you know who also ha- is a small business owner. It, it does not matter if, you know, your small business is tech and that person's small business is a cafe where, that lets you pet cats. You, you are facing similar crises, I promise you. And um, so I, I'd say that that first step is recognizing that, that, uh, that there's always an emotional component yeah. and that ev- you are surrounded on a planet who, with people who are facing similar emotional components in their decision-making. Yeah. I think that's the best first step. No, that's great. I think that's great. What, would, what, what can you share from what you've learned during this, this, this turbulent time that we are in in the in the food, you know, in being in the food service business, what have you learned from this that you are now looking to make, you know, adapt to and apply those changes, both professionally and personally? You know, there are some things I kind of had to let go of this year. Um, talk about things you can't control, particularly in food and beverage. In the last eighteen months, we've had terrible supply chain issues. We have had spiking. Um, costs of goods sold. My uh, ingredients costs fluctuate. There have been a lot of shortages. I'm in ice cream. We had two cream shortages in the last 18 months. That absolutely changes the price of an ice cream cone. I, I am, I have raised prices and I'm still not sure they're right because so many, so many things change every single day. We've never had the kind of price fluctuation and price inflation that we are experiencing right now. It's funny to me when I see news headlines are like, Oh my gosh, there's inflation here. Small business owners. We've known that for a while. We, we, we have been looking at inflation since like March, 2020. I don't know why anyone's surprised now that the cost of cars is going up. Um, It's an embarrassment to places like CNBC when they're like, can you believe inflation? The uh, what I've told myself is focus on some wins that you can attain and then, you know, then take a step back and recalculate. I can't recalculate every single day. I'm a small business owner. I can't possibly recalculate every single day. So I'm focused on growing the business. I'm focused on marketing. I'm focused on gross revenues and and a couple of other metrics on my dashboard. I, I have no idea anymore. In the last month, we've been so busy and it's been so chaotic. I have no idea what my operations costs look like as a percentage of our gross revenues. Uh, I should know that, but the world around me is fluctuating too fast for me to know it at this exact moment. I meet with my bookkeeper once a month and we have a pretty good handle on it, but everything keeps changing. And so I am focused on the things I can can control and uh, they'll build the path forward. Last year, at the end of the year, my, my bookkeeper had been out of touch and it had all been really, because she had been having other problems and it had all been really crazy. And when we did the book, finally, we looked over everything for the end of the year. I was like, oh, I trimmed operations costs. I trimmed operations costs in 2020. That's amazing. How yeah. did I do that? You know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> this year, like talk about, I'm, I went from the person who labeled everything in my house 
to sort of having an idea of how much I'm paying for paper bags this week. I have no idea. Everything keeps changing by the minute. So um, there's, there's a lot that. of fluctuation, like you said, with the food, you know, food, there is. food, yeah. food, food more than a lot of industries. It, it will calm down. I was hoping it would calm down by now, but there is still too much COVID in the world. Um, so hopefully that changes a little bit. Again, really focus on the things I can control. And we all are. I, I uh, joined the board of a new local restaurant alliance. It's called the Restaurant Alliance of Westchester because frankly, in Westchester County, we don't have much collaboration. We all sort of know each other, but there's no real collaboration here. And we are an industry that deserves collaboration. I don't want our industry to be quite as competitive as it is. So I'm on the board of a brand new, like launched last week, first board meeting is next week, Restaurant Alliance. I'm very proud of it. And hopefully we can do things in the future, but talk about needing a resource map. Talk about needing, you know, your network around and behind you. Um, I'm going to kind of dive into that and then, I'll take a look next week at what the cost of plastic spoons really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, things are slightly changing. You know, unemployment is ending. It looks like there's going to be more yeah. people you know, looking for opportunities. But, you know, in this case, people in your segment or people that yeah. have skills that can transfer over. And, and obviously, you're going to be able to delegate more and add, you know, fill some positions to help now scale your business, So, which is wonderful. Um, I do want to leave some time towards the end of the show to let people know where to find it, but just any parting comments that you'd like to leave for the, you know, the listeners today, something that they could take away from what you shared today that can inspire them to take that, take action to do something that may be, you know, affecting them right now in their business. And Uh, I cannot express enough again, how important it is to recognize who is, in your network uh, of friends, of family, of colleagues, get a pen and paper, pour yourself a nice cup of coffee, make a long list. When that list is done, when you think that list is done, keep going. It's not done. You know more people than you think. Take a good look at them and, and start scheduling a cup of coffee. Make, make 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day to talk to someone that you haven't talked to in a while who, you know, has, a job or a life that could parallel yours or could relate to yours in some way uh, or is in a business that is the kind of thing your business needs, not necessarily because you want business uh, relationships and want to, you know, exchange contracts, but uh, because you just never know what bit of wisdom and support you will find out there. I started doing that in January of 2020. And that was, of course, right before this crisis. And it pulled me straight through to where we are today. I cannot stress enough the importance of friendship. There is, as I'm sure everyone knows, a major mental health crisis in this country. Lean on your network. Wow. Wow. This is fabulous. Well, Ellen, you have shared such a wealth of knowledge here with us here at the Business Influencers uh, show part of Tell Radio. Uh, I would like to know the listeners know where can they find you? What are you up to? Where can they find you and learn more about connecting with you and Penny Lick Ice Cream? So Penny Lick Ice Cream is located in Westchester County, New York. We have an ice cream shop. It's year round. It's in Hastings on Hudson. 
We have a factory. We sell wholesale to ice cream shops, restaurants, supermarkets, venues. We work with museums, aquariums, and you can find all of our information at pennylickicecream.com. And a side note, an important side note, we are peanut, tree nut, and sesame free. So we are super friendly to children who have those major allergies. Wow. Well, we highly encourage everyone. This is someone that is exemplified resiliency. I know that for a fact. Someone that you need, you have to get to know. Also, for those out there that are looking for someone that can really speak to not only resilience, but also leadership, among other things as an entrepreneur, definitely get a hold of Ellen Sledge. She is someone that you definitely would like to get to know. We want to thank you listeners for joining us for our inaugural uh, episode of uh, Business Influencers. Again, my name is Chris Salem. I'm your host. And we got this show that will come each and every week where we're going to have entrepreneurs like Ellen that are going to be sharing from the heart. So we're not going to have the typical questions where it's kind of surfaced information. We're, we're letting you know what goes on in the day in the life of an entrepreneur, both personally and professionally, because this is reality. And it's going to help you wherever you are to connect and relate and understand where that person is, what that means to you, and what you can take away from what they share that resonates to help move you along in your business and in your personal life.